Good evening. My name is Andre McDaniel, and I will be your moderator for this class. Welcome to another lecture given by the members of the Southfield, Michigan class. This is a school and not a church, and neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh our Elohim and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. Hmm. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield Michigan class was established in 1997. The Dean of the Southfield Michigan class is Marvin Lewis and the president is Dr. Edward Ewell. In this school, we use the true, correct and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the word or son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Joshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title. But unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the title that our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia will prove that neither the Hebrew language, the Greek language, nor the Latin language have any characters or letters in their alphabet that will produce the, the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus, and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our father and his son. Christ is a title, just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit. And in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on this chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. 
This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form could only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Joshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now, there is only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question that we should ask ourselves is, what was the name of the Savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be heard by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also, at this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, holy place, and court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary constitutional objectives and aims are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without the extinction of race or nationality creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Four, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to expedite current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Six, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensation and ages. Seven, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons, demons operating the mystery of iniquity on the earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained there is no other name given among man whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. Tenth, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth. We will start our class off in prayer. Uh, 
Dr. Sasha Rachmanovich, if hope you wouldn't mind leading us in prayer. And our scripture reading will be 2 Thessalonians 2nd chapter, read by, who's reading the scripture? Dr. Sharon Lewis. Dr. Sharon Lewis, thank you. Uh, good evening, everyone. Good evening. So let's uh, bow our hearts and minds before our Heavenly Father in a humble prayer. And Father, we thank you for giving us another day so we can come together in unity and love of the brethren so we can learn about you so we can hear what you have for us to hear, so we can be sealed with the Holy Spirit and ready to transition to another beautiful age which you ha have prepared for us. Thank you for all your blessings. And most of all, thank you for coming to us in uh, to this earth as Yahshua the Messiah to manifest your love and die for us so we can have eternal life. In Yahshua's name, let's say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dr. Nelson. That's Sharon Lewis. Oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Lewis. Yes. Good afternoon, everyone. I'll be reading uh, Second Thessalonians, um, the second chapter. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that day of the Messiah is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalted himself above all that is called Elohim, or that is worship, so that he, as the Almighty, sitteth in the temple of Yahweh, showing himself that he is the mighty one. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know that with, excuse me, and now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doeth already work. Only he who now restraineth will restrain until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom Yahshua shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, Yahweh shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, 
that they all might be judged who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to Yahweh for you, brethren, beloved of him, because he hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our evangel to the obtaining of the glory of our savior, Yahshua the Messiah. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now our savior, Yahshua the Messiah himself and Yahweh, even our father, which have loved us and have given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. Comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. I've read 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Sasha, for that beautiful prayer and Dr. Sharon Lewis for the scripture reading. I'd like to thank everyone and all the visiting brothers for coming out to study with us this Thursday. And this is Green Chart Thursday. And before we start class, I will ask you to be mindful of your cell phones and your videos so that you do not disturb the speaker. And I will be turning the floor over to Dr. Hamilton. Thank you, Dr. McDaniel. And thank you for the prayer and the scripture. I am so always grateful to have another opportunity to present what Yahweh has shown me about this great, great, awesome panoramic vision that he gave to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. And the scripture lesson today is speaking to what we're going to cover. And it's about how Yahweh said, I will be what I will to be, or Aya Asha Aya. So Yahweh, as the, as the scripture said, and I'll read just a little bit of it. Um, let's see. And uh, I'll read 2 Thessalonians 2 and 8. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom Yahshua shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, this is why Yahweh is doing this, because they don't love the truth. Yahweh shall send them a strong delusion so that they may believe a lie. Now we, there is so much evidence in the world about this today that there is no need to even go into it and explain it. All you have to do is turn your television on and people don't want truth. They don't want facts. They want to stick to their opinions, their concepts, no matter what. But Yahweh being the merciful Elohim that he is, he did not give us that. What he gave us was his spirit which is the love of the truth. So that's what we present to you in these lectures, not just today, but every lecture you go on where they're still speaking the truth. They are giving you the spirit of Yahshua, which is the truth. Sometimes it hurts, yes, but when you know that Yahweh is the only cause of all creation, 
you take that truth, no matter what it does to who you are, and you accept it, you assimilate it, you chew on it, and you ask Yahweh to keep you coming back for more. So that's what we're doing today. So today we're going to, and I'm going to um, just minimize this so I can pull up my other slide. But today what we're going to look at, um, once again, this series, the green chart series right now, what we're focusing on is, is the pamphlet that was authored by Dr. the late Dr. Lejeune Gill called Science and Image of the Creator, the Rising Sun. And the reason we're focusing on that because that also fits into our green chart which is a kind of a sample of all the things that go by the pattern, which is everything, but this is more on the science aspect of it. And most of you have seen this uh, diagram. It's in the new person pamphlet. And what it has, it has a lot of, this is not all, but a lot of the ologies that are in the earth. And it shows it around the tabernacle pattern to prove to you that everything goes by the pattern. So today, what we're going to focus on is the study of biology. So biology by the pattern. So this is chapter five, section A, page 50 of the pamphlet. And biology by definition is a branch of science that deals with living organisms and their vital processes. So it's the structure function of those living organisms, but it also includes botany, conservation, ecology, evolution, genetics, which is one of my favorites, marine biology, all of the medical field, microbiology, molecular biology, physiology, and zoology. All those fit within the branch of biology. So right now we're going to go through biology by the pattern by looking at this wonderful plant called the Atropa belladonna. And this plant represents the mystery of Yahweh and the mystery of iniquity. That's why we had that scripture read, because if you don't love the truth, this plant for you will be a strong delusion and it will be death unto you. If you know the truth about the plant and you accept it, then it will be righteousness or life to you or revelation. So with that, we're going to get started, and we will have Dr. Dorian Lewis uh, reading for me. So Dr. Lewis, if you don't mind. All right, this is Chapter 5, Biology, Section A. The Atropa Belladonna, representing the mystery of Yahweh and the mystery of iniquity. Atropa Belladonna, nightshade, is a plant of Europe and Asia cultivated in the United States. It grows to three feet in height and has bluish purple or red bell-shaped flowers. It has berries that are globular and shiny black. All parts of the plant are narcotic, drug, and poisonous. The incautious eating of its berries has often produced death. Atropa, first part of the name, was chosen because of its poisonous qualities. Belladonna was chosen because its preparations were used by Roman ladies to make their eyes appear larger and have a glistening appearance. Belladonna means beautiful or fair lady. The chief organic substance of the belladonna plant is atropine, which is a poisonous white crystalline alkaloid. Some of its effects upon the body are one, 
dilates the pupils, two, stimulates the respiratory center, causing deeper and faster breathing, but can cause res respiratory failure. Three, large doses can cause one to become restless, talkative, which can de develop into delirium and finally coma. Four, stimulates the vagus nerve center in the medulla brainstem, causing slowing of the heart, while large doses can accelerate the heart. And five, decreases or abolishes the activity of the sweat glands, sometimes given to relieve colic, muscular and bronchial spasms. It is a mild antispasmodic or relaxer. Atropine has been, excuse me, atropine has many useful purposes. However, improper handling can cause many adverse effects upon the body, sometimes resulting in death. Okay, so pause right there. And so this is a real life uh, picture of the, um, um, the Atropia belladonna plant. And as you can see, if you, you know, come towards this beautiful plant, you know, it's purple and it has these little berries on it, really pretty plant. But once again, as it was said in some of these um, symptoms or effects that it can cause, some of them can cause you harm and some of them are actually beneficiary. So once again, it dilutes the pupil, dilates, dilutes, dilates the pupils, it stimulates, stimulates respiratory, it, which means it makes you breathe deeper and faster. It can cause restlessness, delirium, coma, and the effect on the vagus nerve is it slows the heart rate or accelerates the heart rate, and it can decrease or eliminate your sweat gland activity. So once again, it's showing the positive and the negative. Okay, continue, Dr. Lewis. The belladonna plant, beautiful lady, with its bell-shaped blue, purple, and scarlet flowers and black shiny berries produces a beautiful flower. However, it portrays a twofold principle, the mystery of Yahweh, life, and the mystery of iniquity, death. Yahweh Elohim uses the natural or physical things to portray the spiritual, Romans 1, 19 and 20. And we all know that scripture. Okay, go ahead. As previously stated, all parts of the plant are poisonous and narcotic. Therefore, one must have a no, excuse me, a knowledge and understanding of the plant to be able to use it properly, wisdom. Solomon wrote in the Proverbs concerning wisdom. To know wisdom and, inst and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity, to give subtility to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning and a man of un understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of Yahweh is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. It's Proverbs first chapter. Mm -hmm. The writer hopes to show that improper handling and improper eating without wisdom and knowledge and understanding can result in death. Mm -hmm. The belladonna plant, beautiful lady, must be handled with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Solomon wrote of her, lust not after her beauty in thine heart, 
neither let her take thee with her eyelids. Remember, the belladonna plant preparation was used to make the eyes more lustrous. For by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. It's Proverbs 6 and 25. Okay, so pause right there. So, you know, right here she's saying the belladonna plant must be handled with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lust not after her beauty in thine heart. So when you flip that to today and what we're looking at, those are the things of the world that we don't want to lust after. It's, it's hard not to get caught up in the things of the world, but what Yahweh does, he shows us that those things are actually poisonous to you. Those things that, that we were brought up, I'm, I'm of what we call the rainbow generation, you know, with um, Jesse, Jackson, Jesse Jackson, I am somebody, you know, I remember him coming to my school and we would recite those things and I could be anything I want and you know, the whole goal was to, to let you know that, you know, if you believe it, you can achieve it, all that stuff. But those things of the world are actually poisonous to us. That's what we learn when we come in this class. And little by little, Yahweh peels those things away from us. He takes the desires of the world away from us so that we can inherit eternal life and only think from a spiritual standpoint. Okay, go ahead and continue, Dr. Lewis. There are those in Christendom who lack spiritual wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. For they continue to eat bread and drink wine or crackers and grape juice for so-called communion or Lord's suppers, mm -hmm. thinking that they are partaking of the body of the Messiah and drinking his blood. Yahshua mm -hmm. the Messiah was the Passover lamb, mm -hmm. which prefigured, excuse me, which was prefigured by the Paschal lamb in Egypt. Mm -hmm. For he commanded his disciples in a figure to eat of his body and drink of his blood. They were to eat and drink all of it. Mm -hmm. He said, however, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. John 6, 63. Mm -hmm. The Passover feast or communion and all carnal ordinances were nailed to his cross. Mm -hmm. See Colossians 2.14. Christendom does not discern his body, nor his blood. Crackers and grape juice are not his body, nor his blood. Neither can transubstantiation change crackers and grape juice into his likeness. So we know from coming down to this school that the cardinal ordinances that the world are worshiping were all nailed to Yahshua's cross. And let me move this right here so we can see that slide. We know that all those things were nailed to Yahshua's cross, and there's no need to do these things. But once again, just like that plant, that Atropia Belladonna plant, if you don't have a love of the truth, which places you on the right side of the Father, then you are partaking in those cardinal ordinances, and that Atropia Belladonna plant becomes um, death or, uh, yeah, becomes death to you instead of something that's beneficial to you. So these things we no longer do, just like that plant, if you don't know the properties of it, it's touch not, taste not, handle not. Leave this alone. Yahshua came in and fulfilled this and nailed it to his cross. So we no longer have to do those things. So to us, those who Yahweh has given his spirit to, that plant can be beneficial to us. And we'll go over that um, in a few seconds. Okay, go ahead, Dr. Lewis. The satanic spirit or carnal-minded men have always opposed the Holy Spirit and Yahshua the Messiah. Mm -hmm. 
For whatever Yahweh says to do, the satanic spirit says don't do. Right. If Yahweh says don't do, the devil says to do. Mm-hmm. In this present age or dispensation of grace, we no longer eat or drink after a physical way relative to worshiping our creator. For eating crackers and drinking grape juice, improper handling, can result in death. The Apostle Paul states regarding this, when you come together, therefore, into one place, this is not, ye cannot eat, to eat the Lord's Supper. 1 Corinthians 11 and 20. He goes on to say, for he that eateth, eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning Yahweh's body. Okay, pause right there. So keep, remember, we're talking about this plant. So remember some of the attributes of the plant. If you don't know the properties of this plant and you handle it in the wrong way, it can be death to you. So what that just said, read that one part over for me, Dr. Lewis. The Apostle Paul states regarding this, when you come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. Right. He goes on to say, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning Yahweh's body. Right. So when the sons of Yahweh come together, it's not that we're doing it for communion or righteousness. We come together to learn the gospel of Yahshua the Messiah and to sup with one another and to be with one another in spirit. That's why we come together. So this plant can be beneficial to us. Okay, go ahead. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you and mm-hmm. many sleep. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians 11 and 29 through 30. Mm-hmm. From a physical standpoint, the need for proper handling of the belladonna plant reflects this principle as improper handling of the belladonna can cause one to become weak, sick, and sleep or coma. It can also cause death. Mm-hmm. The Apostle Paul stated, be not carried about with, di- with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. Hebrews 13 and 9. Okay, so those strange doctrines that you don't want to be carried away with, remember, we, we talk about how Dr. Kinley said that there's come a time where you won't recognize this organization. Well, we know that Dr. Kinley set this organization up, or Yahweh through Dr. Kinley set this organization up to bring the gospel to the world, but it's not the organization that is the body of Yahshua the Messiah. It's the members of the organization that are still preaching the truth. So we know that these diverse or strange doctrines were gonna come out of this organization, but we have to, and what Yahweh has allowed us to, and we don't have a choice if you have the Holy Spirit, is to maintain the integrity of the truth because Yahweh placed his spirit, which is the spirit of truth within us. Okay, go ahead, Dr. Lewis. Referring again to Solomon, Mm -hmm. or by means of a horse woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. Mm -hmm. In other words, instead of attending to wisdom that you might be a partaker of the Holy Spirit or Yahshua, who is the true bread of life, the whorish woman, Christendom, reduces him to a piece of bread, offers him crackers instead of the Holy Spirit, the living bread, which is wealth and riches. Mm -hmm. She robs him of his inheritance, causing poverty. 
Her services and ceremonies appear beautiful as the belladonna plant, plant appears beautiful, but she is deadly. Now, doesn't that, when you really think about it, that, that sounds like the world. I mean, sometimes I'll watch a movie or a video. I love like nature shows and shows on PBS where there's just showing the beautiful earth that Yahweh made and like the um, Victoria Falls and places like that. And you just, it's just so beautiful. But then when you think about the man that Yahweh made and what he has done to destroy this planet, you can get caught up in, you know, either anger or you can want to be like them. You know, that's why the this family, their names begin with a K, which I don't want to say because I think it's just stupid that they're so famous. You know, everybody just flocks to them and they want to follow them and be like them because they're caught up in the riches and the so-called beauty of this world that Yahweh says is going to perish. So we, once again, the reason we have such a fervent desire to hear this gospel is because we know that there's something beyond this physical and it's far greater and far more beautiful than anything we can even imagine. Okay, go ahead, Dr. Lewis. John on the Isle of Patmos saw the Horus woman arrayed in blue, purple, and scarlet, just as the Belladonna plant is blue, purple, and scarlet, mm -hmm. and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, mm -hmm. having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations, mm -hmm. poisons, That's right. and filthiness of her fornication. Mm -hmm. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the sons and with the blood of the martyrs of Yahshua. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And Revelation, we know, mm -hmm, sorry, go ahead, Dr. Moore. Revelation 17, four through six. And we know who that, that represents, you know, the Roman Catholic church. And we'll go into that a little bit more on another slide, but when you think about, I heard, I was listening to um, something on PBS today and someone said, you know, do you know how many people the Roman Catholic Church has murdered, you know, and that in the name of the church and that they even conspired with Hitler to murder all those Jews. And when you think about that, you think of, you know, I saw a woman drunken with the blood of the sons. Here is a so-called religion who is supposed to be so holy that has murdered millions of people and they have gained wealth from that. So they're just drunken with that power. So of course they don't wanna let that go. Of course they're not gonna admit that they were wrong even though they did say they, we were teaching the truth when our, um, when our um, officials went over to the Vatican, but they're drunken with that, that power. It's power corrupts completely. And they want it and they will not let it go. But this is the mystery of iniquity and his whore, which is that whorish woman or that mother of harlots. Okay, go ahead, Dr. Lewis. Compare a trope of Belladonna, beautiful lady, or deadly nightshade. Satan's kingdom is full of darkness, mm -hmm. Revelation 16.10. John stated that the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk, Belladonna is a drug, with the wine of her fornication. Mm -hmm. Revelation 17 2. Mm -hmm. A quote from Proverbs mm -hmm. Take fast hold, excuse me, take fast hold of instruction. Mm -hmm. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of the wicked, 
and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it and pass away. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path, the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. It's Proverbs 4 and 13 through mm -hmm. 18. So the path of the just shine more and more perfect unto the day. And that speaks to once again our scripture lesson, well it where it talks about you know, Satan will be revealed, that wicked one will be revealed. And that's what Yahweh is doing in this earth plane. If you see, you're finding things out about people that you never thought would be about that person. Like I said before, anybody that you have on a pedestal, you may not know it. Like I said, I had somebody kind of on a pedestal until something happened. Uh, I'll call it the great slap. And then I was like, wow, I, you know, I was just so amazed and so disappointed. And Yahweh showed me that I was disappointed because I had so much admiration for that person. And Yahweh had to show me, don't do that. But see, you don't know what you don't know. So I was grateful to Yahweh for revealing that to me, but that's what he's doing. So that, that Atropia Belladonna plant that we're talking about today, once again, it can be light or a revelation to you because it can save you from certain things or if you don't know about its properties and you handle it unrighteously, then it can be death or delusion to you. So that was the end of Lejeune's uh, portion of that. So we're just gonna go a little bit more. And I just wanted to just talk about what this plant does because remember in her portion in there, she said how the, um, the Egyptian women would use it to make their eyes appear larger. And so what this plant does, when you first look at it, it appeals to your sense of sight because it's a beautiful plant. It has purple flowers and we know purple is the color of royalty. Yahshua the Messiah, when he was going to the cross, he had a purple robe on, you know, and they mocked him for it and they, they cast lots for his robe. So it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful color. It's the color of royalty. And that flower appeals to your sense of sight. So it's more like the pomp and circumstance of the Catholic church. You know, it's beautiful, it's full of pageantry. We had um, our, our president, Dr. Ewell, I had an uh, opportunity to attend one of his uh, brother's uh, funerals and it was in this huge church. Most of you know who, what this church is, it's on Woodward Avenue. Um, I think it's in Bloomfield Hills, I'm not sure. Um, huge church. I've always drove past it, never went in it, went in there and your jaw just drops. Beautiful church. I mean, just, just the carvings there and the ornate structure of it and the wood carvings. I love wood. You know, one of my favorite things is this, um, these old wooden houses and they had these beautiful wood carvings and you're just like, wow. So if you're someone that's in, that Yahweh hasn't revealed his truth to, you will go in there and just get all holy and pious and thinking this must be the truth. I mean, look how beautiful this place is. Look how big it is and look how pious everyone is. You see them there. They're just old, you know, everybody's quiet and they, they got their white on and they got the gold and oh, this must be it. <laughs> it's totally the opposite of what Yahweh intended. Totally the opposite. Remember, Yahshua came in on an ass. He had he had to sleep in a manger. He was born in a manger. He had borrowed clothes on. He didn't have all this gold and pomp and circumstance. 
That's what the negative spirit is about. What he's about is appealing to your sense of sight. You see something that's quote unquote beautiful in this world and you think, oh, that must be it. Remember, that's how he got Eve. He appealed to her sense, not just her sense of sight, but her sense of who she was. He appealed to her vanity. And that's what all this is about. You go in here, you walk in here, you see the ceremonies and all that. I actually went, actually went to a communion because it was right across the street from my job. And it happened to be one of those, I think it was Wednesdays or Ash Wednesday or something. I walked in there and I sat in the back and it was just amazing the pomp and circumstance of it all and the people just feeling that they were so righteous and holy and it just blows your mind but that's what this satanic spirit does that's his job to appeal to your sense of sight to make you want what this world has to offer remember he did that to Yahshua remember he took him three times you bow down to me I'll give you this I'll do this I'll do that he's talking to the creator of heaven and earth and of him thinking that he could appeal to his sense of sight. You can't do that with the Holy Spirit. But trust me, Satan's going to keep trying. There are some things you'll see. You go, oh, I would love to have that. I'll do anything to get that. That's that satanic spirit trying to appeal to your sense of sight. So all this is just pomp and circumstance. There's nothing to it. As a matter of fact, it's the total opposite of the way Yahweh wants us to worship him. Because once again, he doesn't want us to worship him with, with our hands. You see this statue of an angel bowing down here. It looks, I mean, it's, it's a pretty statue, but it's, it's totally wrong and erroneous. This is not what Yahshua is about. So when, you know, just keep that in mind because the Catholic Church and all other denominations are that whorish woman. Because remember, the Catholic Church is the mother church. All the other religions came out of that Catholic Church. That's why it's that whorish woman. So now we're going to go to a, a, a part in the textbook that also speaks to the properties of this Atropia belladonna plant. Go ahead and read that, Dr. Lewis. All right, you want me to start with that if one part, right? Yes, please. Yeah, all right. If one would liken this atmosphere to divine spirit, which is Yahweh, mm -hmm. John 4, 24, which is without descriptive shape or form and in which we live and move and have our being, Acts 17, 28, then see this atmosphere or air inhaled into the lungs where it is absorbed into the bloodstream and carried to every cell and tissue of the physical body with the result that the inhaled, excuse me, inhaled air spirit has the same shape and form of the physical body. Mm -hmm. One would have profound, tangible evidence of a spiritual body residing inside the physical body. Furthermore, since the physical body could not survive without this air, spirit, dwelling therein, it points up the superiority and the and more exceeding excellence of the spiritual body over the physical body. I cannot leave this particular point without bringing into focus another vital point. Since all of the cells and tissues of the physical body give off carbon dioxide, a waste product, this gaseous waste material also takes the shape and form of our physical bodies and therefore is indisputable proof of an evil or satanic spirit abiding within us also. Thus, the air or atmosphere which we inhale denotes the righteous spiritual body within and the carbon dioxide denotes the unrighteous spiritual body residing within. 
Okay, pause right there. So the reason I had this red is because it's also speaking to this chart, the Ayah Asha Ayah chart, and how Yahweh can be righteousness to you, or he can be death to you. He can be a revelation to you, or he can be a strong delusion to you. And we know that a lot of religions, the Jehovah Witnesses included, don't believe that Yahweh created the satanic spirit. So as Dr. Kenley said in, in SoundCloud tape number 17, it, then what you're actually saying is the devil created himself. So then that means the devil is kind of like equal with Yahweh. And we know that is not so. Remember when Moses was on top Mount Sinai, when Yahweh first revealed himself to him, he told Moses to place your hand within your bosom. Because remember, Moses was a, was a healthy man. It even talked about, you know, his natural forces weren't even abated. He was 80 years old and he, you know, he was just as lively as a younger man. So Yahweh told him to take your healthy hand and place it in your bosom. When he pulled it out, it was leprous. That's Yahweh showing him that I can be sickness to you. And then he told him to put it back in. He plucked it back out and it was as his other flesh or I can be health to you. So I, Yahweh, do all these things. He will be what he wills to be. But it's when you know this and you understand this, then you, Yahweh gives you the spirit of truth. Then you can discern that negative spirit. Remember, that's our seventh aim, to discern and avoid. Yahweh will allow you to see the truth of the world, and you want to stay as far away from it as possible. Remember, that's our scripture lesson. That if you don't love the truth, Yahweh will send you a strong delusion. Okay, go ahead, Dr. Lewis. All right. This is a quote from the Dr. Kinley lecture. Now I'm going to try my best to make this plain. And that is that there is two spirits in the person. Pause right there. That lecture, and I forgot to put the text there, is two spirits in the body. That's that lecture. Go ahead, Dr. Lewis. Thank you. The devil or a demoniac spirit and the spirit of Yahweh. Now that's not so. That's right. Now, Yahshua the Messiah, when he took his disciples out, out before he died, he sent them out to cast out devils or demons. Is that almost right? But now what we're really after is after Yahshua the Messiah is had died, want to make it plain, resurrected from the dead, ascended into heaven, poured out the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, and from there on, they were out of the sinning business. And we don't want you to have the impression that you continue on in sin. That's what we're, that's what we're talking about. That is that, excuse me, that is that one of these demonic spirits is setting up in you and the Holy Spirit. There's not room enough for both of them. If you noticed on the day of Pentecost, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, if you had a glass and you filled it full of water, you couldn't get no more in it. Why? Because it's filled. And when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, it is that Holy Spirit that moves out, moves the satanic spirit out. Oh, yeah, I did have it there. One oh, spirit in the body, October 1974. So what Dr. Kinley is talking about, because you're off, it, it used to be that people would think, you know, and I think it's a scripture by Paul would say, you know, when I want to do right, evil is there with me, you know, and people took that to say, you know, you could have the, the Holy Spirit and the satanic spirit within you. No, that's not right. What it is, is that we are in physical bodies. We are in this carnal earth plane. We're going to make mistakes. Why? Because there was none found righteous. No, not one. 
So none of us are perfect. None of us are not gonna make mistakes. None of us are not going to fall into various temptations. Why? Because we're in these physical bodies and Yahweh has us this because he needs to show us his power, just like he did the children and the children of Israel in the wilderness. And when he uh, poured out those 10 devastating plagues, he had to show them his power. So he had to subject them to various things. You know, after he poured out the 10 devastating plagues and took them into the wilderness for 40 years, then he subjected them to more things. You know, then people started dying off because they didn't believe Yahweh. He sent the snakes out to bite them because of their moaning and groaning and all other things. So Yahweh will continue to do that because it's a test of your faith in Yahweh. We all have to deal with that. We were just talking before. We all have to deal with something. We will get through one thing. There's something else that comes along. That does not mean you have the satanic spirit within you. That's not what that means. Because as it says here, there cannot be two spirits in the body. There's no room for both. It's either one or the other. As it says in one of my favorite movies, if you're not one of us, then you're one of them. It's one or the other. There is no gray area. So know that you will fall into things in this earth plane, and that's okay. But the point of it is that you look to Yahweh and you say, Yahweh, help me. All of us have to deal with that. Don't think somebody is not going through something. We're all going through something. We have rest periods. We have that resurrection. But then guess what? You got to go right back into a death state, a burial state. You have to. It's just a process until we leave these physical bodies. And that's what we want you to understand. So this negative spirit is coming after you with full force. He will not stop. He's He's doubling down, if you think about it now, with everything that's going on with the gas prices and everything, he's doubling down, especially on the sons, because we are the ones he wants the most. He has the world. He wants us. So now, I'll just move to the next slide. I jump too far. So remember, we're talking about this Atropia belladonna plant that has the properties to be good to you or bad to you. So it affects the respiratory system. So let's talk about that respiratory system. That's in our third volume of the textbook. The respiratory system is part of the second triad of divine attributes. Doc, uh, Dr. Lewis, can you read that for me? Because I need to drink some water. Okay. The atropa belladonna affects the res respiratory system. The respiratory system is part of the second triad of divine attributes. These three systems are physical representations of the second triad of the nine divine attributes of Yahweh. Respiratory equals beauty, circulatory equals love, expiratory equals justice. Mm -hmm. The atropa belladonna affects the respiratory system, which correlates to beauty. Its flowers are purple, which is Satan mimicking the color of royalty. Satan has the attributes of wisdom and beauty. Okay, and I'm going to need someone um, outside of Dorian to get those scriptures for me. So what we're talking about, remember, we're still talking about the Atropia belladonna plant. So this corresponds to our respiratory system. Our respiratory system is equal to beauty. And when you think about the beauty of Yahweh, it's not the beauty that the world thinks is beautiful. Remember, the world thinks physical characteristics is what makes one beautiful. That's not what Yahweh sees. Yahweh looks on the heart. He sees beauty 
within, whereas man sees beauty without, right? So do we have that first scripture? That's John 19 and five. Mm -hmm. Then came Yahshua forth wearing the crown of thorns mm -hmm. and the purple robe. Mm -hmm. And Pilate said unto them, behold the man. Okay, so now remember, it's talking about that color. Remember the purple? The purple is in the, the flowers of the Tropia Belladonna plant. So once again, Satan wants to mimic the royalty, which is Yahshua the Messiah. Okay, go ahead and get the next scripture. Uh, that is Ezekiel. Or if someone has it, go ahead. Yes, if anyone has it, this is class participation, please. So okay, Ezekiel, Ezekiel 18 and 1. Mm -hmm. Oh, 28, 28 and 1. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Did I write the wrong scripture? Okay. Dr. Lewis, I mean, Dr. Nelson, did I write the wrong scripture? I think you have the right one. Okay, okay. Ezekiel 28 and 1. Okay. The word of Yahweh came again unto me, saying, mm -hmm. Son of man, say unto the prince, excuse me, son of man, say unto the prince of Tyrus, thus saith Yahweh Elohim, mm -hmm. because thy heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God, I sit in the seat of Elohim, in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man, and mm -hmm. not Elohim. Mm -hmm. Though thou set thy heart as the heart of Elohim. Mm -hmm. Is that five? And, okay, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. Mm -hmm. There is no secret that they can hide from thee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With thy Good. wisdom, mm -hmm. Go ahead. with thy wisdom and with thine understanding, thou hast gotten thee riches and hast gotten gold and silver into thy treasures mm -hmm. by the great wisdom mm -hmm. by thy great wisdom mm -hmm. and by thy traffic has thou increased thy riches and mm -hmm. thy heart is lifted up because of thine riches mm -hmm. so remember this is this is this is the king of tyrus but this is actually satan that he's talking about so satan has attributes too satan had wisdom satan had beauty but unless you have all of these attributes remember those attributes are in triads. So with wisdom, you also need intelligence and knowledge. With beauty, you also need justice and, and love. So Satan had some of those attributes and because of that, he lifted himself up, that he was Yahweh, sitting on the throne of Yahweh like he is Yahweh. And that's what that was talking about, that Prince of Tyrus, which was representing the satanic spirit. Okay, the next scripture, please. Matthews 23 and 27. Uh -huh. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, mm -hmm. for ye are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones mm -hmm. and of all uncleanness. Mm -hmm. Once again, appealing to that sense of sight outside, though a whitewashed sepulcher is you know, if you've ever seen those um, those tombs where they have the bodies within, so it's not in the ground, some of them are beautiful. If you ever go to a cemetery, you can see how beautiful some of them are. And all they're full of is dead man's bones. So it, once again, appealing to that sense of sight or the outward appearance and inside is just gross and nastiness and abomination. 
that Satan. One more scripture, please. That's Matthews uh, 20. Second. I'm sorry, that's Second Corinthians mm -hmm. 11 and 14. Mm -hmm. And no marvel, for mm -hmm. Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, mm -hmm. whose remember? end shall be according to their works. Mm -hmm. So remember this slide, you know, you look and you talk to a priest and they seem so pious and holy and they got the beautiful robes on and, you know, and the way they're walking and talking, you're like, oh. He's just so holy. He's just so humble. That is the illusion that is betrayed because we know all the abominations that these priests have portrayed on these children and these people. It's nothing but the satanic spirit appearing like an angel of light, but actually is abomination and destruction to themselves and to those they preach to. So we're going to finish this section off. Go ahead and finish reading, Dr. Lewis. Remember the love and justice of Yahweh is what shows true beauty, as you see in the human body. The circulatory system supplies blood to every cell, whether cancerous or not. However, the excretory system portrays true justice in that it only removes things that are harmful to the body. Mm -hmm. So that's that, that's that second triad we were talking about. So with Yahweh and Yahweh's eyesight, true beauty is within and true beauty shows love by getting rid of the things that are detrimental or harmful to you. What is detrimental and harmful to us? The carnal things of this world are detrimental and harmful to us. Now, Yahweh may take that away from us. Let's say you have a, you know, um, a gorgeous car or a gorgeous wife or a handsome husband that, you know, when you walk in a room, everybody's head just turns and look at them and then they get taken away from you somehow or something happens, you may think that's not love. But that, that, that's actually true love because what Yahweh does, Yahweh takes away the things that are removing our focus from being on him. So when he does that, then what you end up doing is going inward and going, okay, Yahweh, why did this happen? What are you trying to show me? And then when he shows you that, hey, I need you to focus on me. I am the true Elohim. I'm, I am the only one that deserves that kind of admiration. Then you are appreciative of what it is. That's true justice to Yahweh, true beauty and love to Yahweh, not as the world see it, but the way Yahweh see it. Satan has beauty, but it's not the beauty that Yahweh has. And his beauty, Yahweh's beauty is definitely eternal beauty. Okay, continue to read, Dr. Lewis. The Atropa belladonna plant's chief ingredient is atropine. Mm -hmm. If you ever had your eye, if you've ever had your eyes dilated for an eye exam, atropine was used. Correlation: having your eyes dilated is synonymous with having them opened to the spirit to see the truth about Yahweh and this creation. So remember in the in one of the other slides, it talked about how the Egyptian women would use it to make their eyes appear larger. So we know it's the pupil of your eye. When you've had your eyes dilated, I have it done every year, they make them wider and stay open and that lets in more light, but it's actually harmful to you. You shouldn't be letting in that much light 
when it's sunny outside. You know how your pupils get smaller when it's sunny and they blow up when it's dark because it needs to let in all the light it can. So that's synonymous with having the spirit open your eyes, your eye of understanding to see the truth about this world, right? So get Genesis 3 and 7 for me, please. That's Genesis 3 and 7. Mm -hmm. Sorry. No, and the eyes of them both were opened, mm -hmm. and they knew that they were naked. And they mm -hmm. sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So what are you talking about? Their eyes were open. Were Adam and Eve walking around and with their eyes closed the whole time in the garden of Eden? No. So that lets you know it's not talking about their physical eyes. It's talking about the spiritual eye or the eye of understanding that Yahweh gives us to see the truth. So they were walking around with their physical eyes open, completely naked, not even knowing that that's happening. Oh, I don't believe that. Well, how does a baby do? When a baby learns to walk, they're walking around, don't have no clothes on, has no concept of what that's about. All they know is all those hot, itchy clothes are off of them and it feels good. No concept about why this could be wrong or whatever. That's what Adam and Eve were dealing with before they took of that fruit. That's what that yeah, what Yahweh has done is opened our eyes to the truth. Or now we see, or as it says, like I said in my favorite movie, welcome to the real. Yahweh gives us the red pill. We take that red pill. And now it's like, whoa, now we see everything. Yahweh is showing us how deep this rabbit hole really goes. We talked about the horoscope the other week. A lot of people said they it blew their mind because, you know, once again, they were still talking about, hey, you know, what sign are you and all that. All of that is for not. But Yahweh has to take those things from us slowly so that we don't lose our mind when we, you know, if we like the world is going to get it all in one, it's going to consume them. Yahweh is giving it to us bit by bit. He's peeling those things away from us so we can have a true understanding of the real, which is the spirit and not the carnal. Okay, get the next scripture. Matthew 9 and 30. Mm -hmm. And their eyes were opened, and Yahshua straightly charged them, saying, See that no man knoweth. Mm -hmm. And so remember, it, once again, the disciples weren't walking around with their eyes closed. They had their eyes open, but Yahweh opened, Yahshua the Messiah opened up their eyes of understanding. Okay, continue to read, Dr. Lewis. Remember, all parts of the plant are considered a narcotic, which mm -hmm. means they are, they are poisonous. Right. So Genesis remember, three. okay, go ahead, get Genesis 3 and 3. Uh, Genesis 3 and 3. But the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, Elohim hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, touch it, lest ye die. Okay. And then that next scripture is Colossians 2 and 21, which is touch not, taste not, handle not. So once again, we're talking about this Atropa belladonna plant. Don't touch it, especially if you don't know how to handle it. You don't know what that's about. Leave that plant alone. It'll kill you, right? All these physical signs of worship are narcotic as they make you believe, which is a strong delusion, that you are being holy. This means they are poisonous and deadly to your soul. So that Atropia belladonna plant you handle it, you think it's so pretty, you cut it, you take it, you put it in your house. Next thing you know, your eyes are dilated, you're talkative, 
You can't, your heart rate speeds up or slows down. You don't know what's going on. This this beautiful looking plant in your house that's killing you. Why? Because you didn't handle it rightfully, rightly dividing the word of truth. You handled it thinking you knew what you were doing when it was actually detriment to your soul. Now, someone who's a horticulturalist who knows about plants, they will see that. They will know they should put gloves on when they see that plant. They know not to bring it in their house. They know not to do this or that with that plant because they know the dangers of that plant. That's what we are doing here in this school. By preaching this gospel to you, we are exposing the attributes of the satanic spirit so that you can beware and not touch. Or as Colossians says, don't touch it, don't taste it, don't handle it. What are you talking about? The things in this world that will cause you to lose your soul. We don't want to deal with any of that. Is it difficult? Absolutely, because we're in this world. We're trying not to be of it, but we're in it. Those temptations are always there. They're all around us. But it's only through this preaching of the gospel and continuing in this class that Yahweh allows us a way out. This is why a lot of us want to keep this thing going. This is why we're asking people to start participating. This is not a one, two, three, four, five person show. This is for everybody. This gospel is the only thing that keeps me afloat. And if you feel the same way, ask Yahweh to put it in your heart to want to help deliver this thing. Because whether you believe it or not, this world is coming to an end. I don't, you know, you can not believe it if you want. It may take a couple more years, whatever. It's leaving. And for me, the only peace and solace I have is when I sit and listen to these lectures or I sit and participate and help bring this gospel to somebody that may not have heard it. Or he helps and makes me bring it to somebody that's been in the class for all these years, but he's just opening their eyes to the understanding of what it's all about. It may not necessarily be that quote unquote last soul that's brought in. It may be somebody that's been here for years and Yahweh gives them that atropine in the righteous way and opens their eyes and they go, oh my goodness, now I see that. Now I see that. That may be the one that Yahweh says, okay, now we can go home. But until then, we have to keep this thing going because this satanic spirit, just like everything else, he will not stop. He doesn't take a break. He doesn't take vacation. He don't ask for time off. He's going to keep coming at you bit by bit. Every time he gets the chance, he's going to knock you down and try and keep you down. And it's only this gospel that keeps us to the point where we can get back up after we've been knocked down because it's Joshua the Messiah. It's that desire to want to hear this. You wake up, you want to hear Yahweh, what Yahweh says. You go to sleep, you want to hear what Yahweh says. You go to work, you want to hear what Yahweh says. You're at a concert, you want to hear what Yahweh says. It gets to the point where it's in every single cell in your body, your whole, all your DNA, everything cries out, Yahshua, please help me to keep me on my feet. This thing is real to me. If it's not to you, I pray to Yahweh, it gets you to that point. Because this is the only thing that has kept me all these years. It's the only reason I wake up in the morning. 
I hate working with a passion. It drives me crazy, but I know that Yahshua is the one that gets me through it. And I actually look forward to doing these lectures because I know Yahweh through me is encouraging me, not just you, but me. He's given me another day to say, thank you, Father. I so appreciate you. Please keep this thing going. If our class is shut down again, please at least keep the Zoom going. Please, Father. This is what I look forward to. This is what keeps me stable. This is what keeps me from losing my mind. It's this gospel. And I hope and pray that it's the same for all the sons. I don't pray for the world. They're already lost. I only pray for the sons and the brethren because this is what's going to keep us going until we take this flesh off. And I am so sorry, but go ahead and read, Dr. Lewis. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. Okay. Uh, pericarditis. Pericarditis. Pericarditis, thank you. Pericarditis is a swelling and irritation of the thin sac-like tissue surrounding the heart, pericardium. Pericarditis, excuse me. Pericarditis often causes sharp chest pain. The chest pain occurs when the irritated layers of the pericardium rub against each other. It is usually mild and goes away without treatment. So once again, the reason this is here is because this is another example of what this uh, Atropia belladonna plant can do. It can cause you to have irritations in the sac surrounding your heart, and that's the pericardium sac. And you see, here's a normal pericardium sac, and here's one that's been irritated. And what's the spiritual significance of that, Dr. Lewis? Yahshua can soften our hardened, irritated hearts if we believe that he can, and we believe that he is. That's right. Ezekiel 36, 26. And a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh. Now, I used to hear that scripture, and I couldn't figure out what he was saying, because I'm like, how are you going to take, when we shouldn't be focused on the flesh, so how are you going to give us the heart of flesh? It's speaking of the softness of your heart. A stony heart is hard. It can't be moved. It can't be persuaded. It can't be converted like the satanic spirit. That's a stony heart. Yahweh is going to take that away from you and give you a soft heart. A soft heart can be molded. It can bend. It can, it, it, when it pumps, it, it pumps at a normal pace and it's not uh, racing. That's that soft or heart of flesh that Yahweh will give you. That is a, a property of or attribute of the righteous spirit of Yahshua. It's a heart that's humble, whereas a, a heart that is, that's hard can't be uh, molded. It can't do any of that because it doesn't want to change. It doesn't want to be converted. So that's what that's speaking to, and that's what that Atropia belladonna plant can do. It can make your heart irritated and hard, and eventually... It says this goes away, but in worst cases, it can cause your death. Okay, go ahead, Dr. Lewis. When the properties of the Atropa belladonna are handled with care, knowing what it really is, it can be a benefit. Okay, so now we're talking about, remember, Yahweh is, I will be what I will to be. Ayah, Asha, Ayah. He can be righteousness to you. 
He can be life to you. He can be the host. He can be righteousness, a healer, a provider. Oh, he is such a provider, almighty provider. He can be a banner, meaning he can be before you. He is, he is what people see. You know how you sometimes you go somewhere and people say, it's just something about you. I don't know what it is. That's the Holy Spirit. They just don't know how to explain it. He can be your shepherd, meaning he's always guiding you and leading you and feeding you and keeping you in green pastures, not in bad pastures. He can be your rest, that Sabbath, and he's the righteousness for you. This is the positive parts of the Utopia Belladonna plant. So remember, this plant, this beautiful plant can be death or life to the same person if it's handled with the right hands and the right knowledge. Go ahead, Dr. Lewis. Atropine can dilute, dilate the pupils so that the ophthalmologist can determine if there is disease within the eyes. That's a benefit. So these are benefits of this deadly narcotic plant. Go ahead. Can decrease sweat gland activity for those who have hyperhidrosis, excessive that's a, sweating. That's right, excessive sweating. There's people that have it. I'm not to that level, but I'm almost there. <laughs> but it can be a benefit to you. Okay, go ahead. Can increase heart rate for those with bradycardia. Yep, bradycardia. So that's people with low heart rate. So you would think, you know, when we heard about the negative attributes of this plant, you would think, oh, I never want it. But it actually can be a benefit because some people have very low heart rates. And this plant can stimulate and speed that heart rate up. So once again, as long as you know the benefits and you know what this thing can do for you and you handle it the right way, it can actually be a benefit to you. And what it does is just like this gospel, this gospel knowing Yahshua points out the satanic spirit because we know coming to this school for all these years, we know that whatever Yahweh says do, the satanic spirit says don't do. So when you get that first thought in your mind, when you're walking and you're doing something and that first thought, and I hear people say something told me, that's Yahweh. Don't go that way. Don't go left, go right. You go right instead of left, then you find out such and such happened down the street, which was left. You know, that's Yahweh. But see, once again, the first mind, people would always say, and I don't know if anybody else would hear this growing up, but my mother would always say, always follow your first mind. Why? Because that's Yahweh telling you. It has to be the, he will be the first one saying something because then that gives Satan something to oppose. Think about Adam and Eve in the garden. Yahweh, the first thing Yahweh told Adam, because Eve was within Adam, he told Adam, don't touch the tree was this in the midst of the garden. Don't touch it, don't eat it. That's what he told him. Then here comes Satan, do 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 do. Hey, what did Yahweh say? He knew what Yahweh said. Oh, he knows that you won't die. You just gonna know good and evil. So once again, Satan always comes after. So that's that second thought. First thought said, don't do that. Second thought, like, oh, it's okay. First thought goes, you should do this. Second thought goes, nah, don't do that. Yahweh always says it first. That's your first mind, because Yahweh is the first and the last. But then that satanic spirit always got to come in the background, being an instigator. Nah, you know, you all right. You ain't got to go to class. It's okay. You ain't got to participate. You ain't got to do this. You ain't got to do that. You know darn well Yahweh wouldn't tell you stuff like that. You know that's the satanic spirit. So once again, with this Atropia Belladonna plant, if you handle it the right way, it can actually benefit you. Once again, going to that ophthalmologist every year to look in your eyes if you're diabetic, 
He needs to see if any of those veins are swelling because that's one of the things that people that are diabetic have to deal with, diabetic retinopathy. I forgot how they said it. I think that's how they say it, where they have the swelling there in their eyes and the, the blood vessels can burst in their eyes. So this thing can be a, an, um, a benefit to you by dilating those pupils and letting them look deep within your eyes and, and to the back. So it's not that it's all bad, it's just the way it's handled and the way it's perceived. Okay, go ahead, Dr. Lewis, I think we're right here. Thus, rightly dividing the word of truth and knowing which mystery is being represented can be a benefit to you. Mm -hmm. Get those scriptures, please. I'm sorry, I should have already. No, you're good, let me grab. I'll grab the second one, you grab the first one. All right, Exodus 4 and 1 through 7. And Moses answered and said, but behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, Yahweh hath not appeared unto thee. Mm -hmm. And Yahweh said unto him, what is that in thine hand? And he said, a rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. Mm -hmm. And Yahweh said unto Moses, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. Mm -hmm. That they may that they may believe that Yahweh, El excuse me, that they may believe Yahweh Elohim of their fathers, the Elohim of Isaac, and the Elohim of. I'm sorry, I read that all wrong. That's okay. Go ahead. That they may believe Yahweh Elohim of their fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, and the Elohim of Jacob hath appeared unto thee. Mm -hmm. And Yahweh said furthermore unto him, put now thy hand into thy bosom. Mm -hmm. And he put his hand into his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. Mm -hmm. And he said, put thine hand into thy bosom again. And he put his hand into his bosom again mm -hmm. and plucked it out of his bosom. And behold, it was turned again as his other flesh. Mm -hmm. So once again, Yahweh can be righteousness to you or he can be a strong delusion. And so Exodus 14, 19 through 20 says, and the angel of Yahweh, which, which, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them being the Egyptians, but it gave light by night to these, which is the Israelites, so that one came not near the other all night. So see, Yahweh can be both at the same time. He is the all-powerful, almighty Yahweh Elohim. So he can be whatever you want him to be, but you want him to be because you know him in truth and in righteousness sake. You know him as the almighty provider or the one that gives light and life and understanding. We don't want him to be the other part of that atropia belladonna to us, which is death or a delusion. So read that last part, Dr. Lewis, and then we'll be done. Trust in Yahweh with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Proverbs 3 and 5. Mm -hmm. So that, uh, once again, that was the section of the uh, pamphlet called, I always forget the name of it, my apologies. <laughs> Science, an image of the creator, the rising sun. Next week, we'll be doing plants that are called stone, stone plants. They look like stones, but they're plants. 
And once again, this the whole purpose of this series of lectures is to show you that everything in the world goes by this tabernacle pattern because it is the pattern of heavenly things. It is the pattern of Yahweh Elohim. Everything in the universe, all these studies, all these sciences, all these subjects go by that pattern. Now, they don't cover all of these in this, in this pamphlet, but there's another pamphlet that she has that we're going to start on after this one is complete. We may rest a little bit because this is a lot of work, but it's, it's, it's a labor of love. Trust me, I love science and this is just awesome. So this, all of these subjects here, every single one of them have some, every single one of them has attributes that will show you that this thing that we have been exposed to and shown by Yahweh is the only truth that's in the world. And our hope and sincere desire is that Yahweh pricks your heart and allows you to continue in this thing because it is something that is a benefit not only to your soul, but to those that you may come encounter with that may be into, let's say they may be a zoologist or a lexicographer, and you can show them, hey, did you know that what you're studying or what your, what your livelihood is goes by the pattern? Oh, no? Well, let me show you. That's the whole point of this is so that you can get just a little bit of some of these things so that you can show that, yes, this indeed is the only truth that is in the world. And with that, if anybody has any questions, I'm gonna pause for one second if you have any questions or comments about any of this presentation. Well, can I add or clarify? Mm -hmm. When we were reading uh, in the third volume, mm -hmm. and that's why I kept pausing, because it sounds like there, he says, he's saying that there are two spirits in the body. Mm -hmm. And you had the transcript to clarify that. Right. What he was saying is just like this, a trope of Belladonna, it is showing both mysteries. Right. You see, you're seeing That's both mysteries, just as Yahweh has both mysteries operating in the, in the world. So you see representations of both mysteries in the physical body. Right. As, as he said in this transcript, and as he clarified, you don't have the Holy Spirit and his tank spirit duking it out inside your soul. You understand? Right, right, so. right. And I'm glad you said that to piggyback off of that. If you think about um, those um, those attributes that we were talking about, you know, with the excretory system, it's justice. That carbon dioxide that builds up in your body, the excretory system is justice. So that is what takes that and takes it out of your body. That's a representation of that excretory system of justice of Yahweh, because mm -hmm. your body you build up and the process of your cells and everything you do, it's a byproduct, it's something. So if you have gas, that's just a byproduct of your body digesting that food and stuff. And the release of that is actually justice because if it stays within you, it will kill you. So like uh, Dr. Lewis just said, it's not that it's two spirits in a body, it's just Yahweh showing you that these, th these two things are in the world and removing one of them is actually a benefit to you. And once you remove it, it's only the Holy Spirit that's dwelling in that body as Dr. Kenley clarified. And I'm glad you said that he clarified in this transcript that there are no two spirits in the body. Once the Holy Spirit takes up residence, that's it. Remember the, those satanic spirits that tried to go back and break in? 
They saw it was swept and garnished and they went back and the Holy Spirit was there. They couldn't get back in. So they had to go find another body. Mm -hmm. So it's only either Yahshua, once again, either this one or that one. There is no middle ground. Okay. So thank you, Dr. Lewis. And with that, I will turn it back over to moderator and say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can't hear you, Dr. McDaniel. Uh, can you hear me now? Uh, barely. Yes. All right. For our next speaker, I would like to call Dr. Rhonda Brazil. Good evening. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. I want to say it is always a privilege and honor to have anything at all to impart about our Heavenly Father who continues to be merciful to us all. Um, I enjoyed the um, lecture of the previous speaker talking about that uh, nightshade and um, the operation of the mystery of iniquity and the mystery of righteousness um, that's manifested in Yahweh's purpose. And I, um, I don't, um, I won't be long, but um, Yahweh has me working with um, some principles in the purpose right now. And, um, I have been uh, sending out uh, Dr. Kenley quotes that pertain to um, a discussion that's going on in our midst and in our ranks about Yahweh's purpose. And um, I'm still um, searching and reviewing these materials to send out to the body for their consideration. But there's um, a couple of principles that I wanna um, share that I hope would help um, to, to, to gain or edify the body and understanding of some things. So what I've been sending out lately um, is from Dr. Kelly, and that's actually a misnomer that misidentifies the actual source. The actual source is Yahweh Elohim himself, who gave our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kelly, a divine vision and revelation such that Dr. Kinley insisted and repeated this over and over that these things that he imparted were not the concepts of a man, but that Yahweh Elohim himself revealed himself to him 
And at the international convention, the first international convention, he described what truly happened to him was that he received Yahweh Elham. I bring that up because as the previous speaker used a transcript um, of Dr. Kinley to clarify something that was uh, written in the um, pamphlet so that there'd be no misunderstanding about how Yahweh's purpose operates. There's no two spirits in the body. Well, Yahweh's purpose as these materials display as I'm sending them out, and there, there will be more. Yahweh's purpose has been declared or set up, and he has told us this in the expression that he declared the end from the beginning. That beginning was back in pure spirit where Yahweh devised the um, purpose to create a creation and make himself known to his creatures. And he planned out how he would do that and how he would provide salvation to those creatures, both angelic and physical. Yahweh revealed this to our founder and Dr. Kinley took pains to impart these things unto us. One of the things that Yahweh has rehearsed with me in researching these, this topic in this matter is this, that he intended, and I mean Yahweh, and I may refer to Henry Clifford Kinley, but it truly came from Yahweh and his intention and his direction in preaching these things came from Yahweh Elohim that dwelt within him, that eternal spirit that dwelt within him. When he imparted these things to us in these lectures, in these writings that he left with us, in the audio that he so wisely had recorded at the time where these transcripts come from, when he did that, Dr. Kinley was endeavoring to impart something unto us that will enlighten and enrich our understanding of our Heavenly Father, whom we did not know before, and we did not understand anything about Yahweh before, not anything, not one thing we had as a concept of God was right, not one. So when he's imparting these things to us, he's telling us the truth about Yahweh that we were unfamiliar with. Many people may find about this particular topic um, that, that, that these quotes deal with, they may find Dr. Kinley's statements to be contradictory. Again, I'm referring to Dr. Kinley, but that's not who it comes from. It comes from Yahweh. And I will offer to you that if it is contradictory, to you, like we read that transcript and read that pamphlet and it seemed to contradict. If it's contradictory, it is because there is something that we have failed to understand. It is not contradictory to Yahweh. Right. 
Yahweh does not contradict himself. Yahweh always tells the truth. And when he's telling us these things, it is true what he's saying. In either instance, it's true what he's saying. He's not lying about it in either instance. Well, you say, well, he said this right here. Yes, he did. But he seemed to say this other thing over here. Yes, he did. And this over here and this right here is both true. It is our understanding that fails to comprehend what he's saying. So the, the effort to put out these quotes is the effort to impart just what it is that Yahweh has instructed us about it. And for us to truly understand this, that Yahweh intended us to understand what he's saying. Yahweh intended for us to become enlightened by what he's saying. Yahweh is not the author of confusion. If you are confused, it is because you have failed to understand something and therefore have to wait and have to ask Yahweh to show me the truth about that, show me the reality about that, except you come as a little child to Yahweh. The reason and the further um, reason that these things are being rehearsed is because Yahweh, having told us these things, we are now responsible for them. We do not have the right or the authority to ignore what Yahweh is saying to us. Not understanding is one thing. Ignoring or denying what Yahweh has told us is another. And as his children, when our heavenly father has taken the time to manifest himself in the flesh and impart these things to us, we are now responsible for them. We can no longer tell Yahweh, I didn't know. We can no longer tell Yahweh, I, I, did, I, I just, I, I, I don't, we just can't do that anymore. And Paul imparts that about no longer being children tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. I had people um, ask me at particular points in time about this topic, well, well, what did Dr. What does Dr. Gill say about it when Dr. Gill was alive? Another person asked me about another deed. What do they say about it? And I said to both of my brethren who asked these two different people asked the same question about personalities or individuals and what their positions were. And I said to them, what difference does it make? Who cares? If so-and-so thinks whatever, what did Yahweh say? If somebody understands it to be this way, what did Yahweh say? I hope that we all realize that Yahweh is the only one that's going to win the argument. He's the one that's right about it. 
And we, as his sons and children, must be obedient to what thus saith Yahweh. We must be obedient to the heavenly vision. Again, Dr. Kinley said, these things were not the concept of a man. He did not make them up. I certainly didn't say it. And none of your deans or potentates or kings or whoever you think is in high esteem, none of them said it either. They sat down here in this school and learned it just like you did. That's why there are no big eyes and little U's. You don't lift up somebody that sat on the seat just like you did. That doesn't make any sense. They had to learn it and you can learn it. And anybody that comes through the doors that Yahweh chooses can learn it. And that's why he imparted these things to us so that we can learn. There's something to be learned. There's something we didn't know about Yahweh before. And he's imparting that to us. Now, once he has, just like we tell new people, no J, no Jesus. And once you have learned and known and been imparted the truth, you are responsible for that. You can no longer go back and say, I just didn't know, I didn't know. No, you did know. And you were told. That's why Yahweh, his attribute is justice. Yahweh is never not justice. Yahweh is always just. And when he does a thing a particular way, and when he takes the time to impart something to us, he means for us to understand that. And we're responsible for that. Whether you agree with it, whether you understand it, whether you see it that way, whether it rubs you the wrong way or whatnot, you come as a little child to Yahweh. And children have temper tantrums. Children don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. They don't want to go. They don't want to come. They don't want to change their clothes. They don't want to eat broccoli. Children will be children. But what you expect when you're imparting something to your children you expect them to learn and you expect them to adopt and be obedient to what you are saying. That's what you expect. And it is no different from Yahweh imparting these things to us the way that he has. It is a magnificent thing. And these lectures, Dr. Kinley is imparting that you and I have been called for a particular purpose. Come on, come on, you have it. Sorry. We've been called for a particular purpose. We've been called for a particular objective with him. Not everybody in the world has been called, but you have. And you didn't do anything to deserve to be called. You were called according to his purpose. Now, he describes that purpose in Romans in that chapter. His purpose by election. That's what he called it. So you have been elected and selected by him for a particular purpose. There will be future quotes for, where he will go into what that purpose is, what it is that he intends to have happen. That's why you've been called here. And it is in your scriptures, talks about that one hope of your calling. 
that common salvation that is possible to achieve or he would not have allowed for you to be here. You were not brought here because he seeks to destroy you. You were not brought here to become confused. You were brought here to become enlightened because he seeks to save you. As the Messiah said, it is his pleasure to give you the kingdom, little children. That kingdom is what you currently reside in. The previous speaker was talking about how this world draws you and how this teaching shows you the truth about it. Well, you are truly currently existing in that spiritual kingdom. It does not appear because you still see trees and you still see dirt and you still see the rising of the sun, the setting of the sun. And you still see your physical body when you look in the mirror. But what Yahweh has done in his purpose, which is on our ages and dispensation chart, which is written in this present kingdom age, is that he has translated you into the spiritual kingdom of his dear son without seeing death. These things are not things written in the scriptures that are pretty words for us to say. They are a present reality. The spirit that Yahweh has imparted to you, the ones that he has selected out of the world, the one he called, he refers to as the called. And I want you to get this chapter, this verse, the scripture, Romans, the eighth chapter, and start about the 26th verse, I think. You might have to go up a little further. It might be started 22 or something like that. Um, whereas Romans 8, I'll start, yep, 22. Yep. Romans 8 and 22. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know, we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the sons according to the will of Yahweh. And we know that all things work together for them that love Yahweh, to them who are called according to his purpose. You have to read that verse again. There was a word you missed. Okay. 28 verse. And we know that all things work together for good. Yep. Right. I missed. <laughs> mm -hmm. To them that love Yahweh. Right. To them who are called according to his purpose. Now, the previous speaker went through this plant called nightshade. Mm -hmm. 
and how that plant has both medicinal positive qualities and negative or deadly qualities. Mm -hmm. And it depends on how or if you possess the knowledge to extract what it is that is positive and what it is that would edify or what it is that would um, uh, can be gained and help the body or if you possess those, if you're ignorant of how to go in and actually um, utilize that plant properly, it could be deadly to you. So as we have that Aya Asher Aya chart that shows that there is one spirit, mm -hmm. there is only one spirit, there are not two spirits, there's one spirit, that eternal spirit, Yahweh. And that same spirit, can be a revelation or it can be a delusion. And we see that in the purpose. When Yahweh is bringing the children of Israel up out of Egypt, they are following cloud. That cloud is in front of them. They are within that cloud and that cloud is behind them, separating the children of Israel from the Egyptians. On the chart, we have it as a circle that has light towards the wilderness and darkness towards Egypt mm -hmm. with Moses' hand with the rod in the midst of that circle. And so when you are looking at that same cloud, that cloud is either light mm -hmm. to these and it's darkness to those. Mm -hmm. That signifies and typifies that one spirit that can be illumination or it can be darkness. Now, to navigate that, it takes the Holy Spirit. And it is, and I need you to read that scripture one more time, that verse 28, one more time, mm -hmm. and pay attention to something that is said there. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and read it. Okay. Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love Yahweh, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now, those are the ones that love Yahweh. Right. The ones that are called according to his purpose. They were given the love of the truth. That's how they display that. That love of the truth is by the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit is the spirit of discernment. That's what can tell the difference between what it is as righteousness and what it is as unrighteousness. Now, that spirit having the ability to discern that way comes from experience. I want you to read that in Hebrews fifth chapter, last two verses. Mm -hmm. Hebrews five and 13 through 14. For everyone that uses, uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. 
but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. By reason of use, by experience, they are able to make that discernment mm -hmm. between good and evil. But it is by the Holy Spirit that they're able to do that. And it is by the experience with the Holy Spirit that they're able to do that. Mm -hmm. And those that are called and are given of that spirit are able to make that discernment and navigate. That's what navigate from righteousness to unrighteousness and see where it is, where that demarcation is. And on that Aya Asher Aya chart, mm -hmm. that line of demarcation is blurry. Mm -hmm. It fades from the light to the gray to the dark. Right. But it is those that are enlightened with the attributes. And that's one of the things that's on the chart properly is where it says mystery attributes there should be a candlestick mm -hmm. like the one that illuminates the uh, holy place should mm -hmm. be drawn in there in in the original chart there was a candlestick there mm -hmm. it talked that it picks the illumination of the holy spirit in the mind mm -hmm. to be able to make that discernment mm -hmm. between good and evil mm -hmm. now as you're going through these things in your life, which you think is your life, that Yahweh has purpose for you to learn how to discern, for you to learn how to navigate good and evil. Mm -hmm. That's what the purpose of it is. You are called, you are the called. And when you're able to do things, when you're able to do that, all things work together for good. What mm -hmm. you understand or thought was something negative was something necessary for you to grow thereby to be able to have your senses exercised. Right. It's something necessary for you to be able to grow thereby to gain wisdom, to bring forth the fruit of the spirit that is listed in Galatians. A fruit tree cannot bear fruit until it is stressed. That's when a fruit tree bears fruit. When stress is applied to it, then that fruit comes forth. You can look that up. We had a horticulturalist, uh, Dr. Chuck Weber, who was planting fruit trees. He came to our class in Southfield and talked about his experience mm -hmm. with planting fruit trees and going to classes, learning how to. And he thought he needed to nurture the tree and make it real safe. And the people told him, no. <laughs> mm -hmm. He wanted to dig out the, the hole and pull out the rocks. He said, no, you leave the rocks in there because that provides stability for the roots. He wanted to fertilize. And, and, and keep nurturing. He said, no, you want to leave the plant alone because the fruit tree won't bear fruit until it's stressed. You don't want to make it safe and, 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 and palatable. You want it to be stressed. Isn't that something? And when I remember when he preached that on the floor, that lifted a burden out of my mind. I said, oh my goodness, that's why all this stuff is happening. 
<laughs> it's happening because the stress and the pressure, that's the same way diamonds are made. The heat and the pressure is what makes them clearer and clearer. That's what it takes for us to be clearer and clearer about Yahweh's purpose. You understand? So I didn't always understand this, but now, now I look at the controversies a different way. Now I see that Yahweh allows for understanding to blossom in that quote unquote conflict. All things work together for good. And once you understand what Yahweh is doing, you can remove your emotion from the conflict and look at it for what Yahweh is doing. He's causing something to be understood. He means for something to be understood. He's not saying it just to be printing paper and having lectures and making plastic tapes. That's not what he's doing that for. And we're responsible for that. We are responsible for understanding just what Yahweh said about it. And we can't play the baby and plug our ears and talk about la, 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 la. We can't do that. Or I'll put it like this. We won't get away with that. It's very serious. But it's a wonderful thing because nothing Yahweh has ever told us was made for our destruction. What he has told us is designed for our enlightenment. Again, depending on how you're able to navigate it, it will be either life to you or it'll be death to you. That is actually the last statement in the power within you transcript. So we are in this kingdom presently, spiritual kingdom. And it is imperative that we understand where we are with Yahweh and in his purpose. I want you to continue to read where you are, Dr. Hamilton, because it describes what it is that Yahweh intended to those that are called. Keep reading. Okay, so that's Hebrews 8 and where was that? You can read 28 over again if you want oh. to continue the continuity of thought. Was it Romans? I'm sorry. Romans 8 and 28. Eight. Okay, I don't know how I got to Hebrews. Okay, Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love Yahweh, to them who are called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Now, mm -hmm. there's a whole brouhaha. I didn't even really understand the extent of this brouhaha. Brouhaha is the word I'm saying. I'm dating myself by saying that. It's an Americanism. It means uprising, of disputing, whatever, controversy. Which isn't a controversy. Like the, that's what I'm finding very interesting about all this is that Yahweh said this. I don't know why this is a controversy, but he is intending us to understand something. So now he said that them he did foreknow, he also predestinated to be conformed. Mm -hmm. This is the objective. This is why you're called here. 
This is why you're in the kingdom, mm -hmm. to be conformed to the image of his dear son. Mm -hmm. Now, if we have the inability to accept the tested truth and proven fact, or put another way, to accept what thus saith Yahweh, because he is the attested truth and he is the proven fact. If we are unable to submit ourselves to what Yahweh has told us, then we will develop our own imaginary concept of the thing and develop a false image mm -hmm. of Yahweh, which we will worship instead. Mm -hmm. But your objective for being here is to be conformed to the image of his dear son, not a false image. Mm -hmm. And see, that's what run into so-and-so and what does such-and-such think and what does so-and-so say. See, that's not what this is about. Mm -hmm. It's what does say of Yahweh because that's the image that you must have properly in front of you. And that's the image of his dear son that you must be conformed to. Dr. Kelly said it like this. He said, what's in me? And you understand what he says was in him. Right. Has got to be in you. Right. The same thing. Right. You understand? So that, uh, that is um, this, this particular topic, um, the next, quote actually will deal with this particular verses Romans 8 28 mm -hmm. through 30. Mm -hmm. You can continue reading Dr. Hamilton and finish mm -hmm. that. Okay we get about three minutes. Okay. For whom he did foreknow he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Now, you see how all of those things are in past tense. Right. They're not, he didn't say gonna. Right. He said, did glorify, mm -hmm. did justify, did you understand? It's already done. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, the next quote will be dealing with that particular um, verses that he's describing, Dr. Kelly's describing mm -hmm. and explaining this particular verses. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's magnificent. What Yahweh has done is absolutely magnificent. And mm -hmm. if you use that spirit that he's given you, to understand what it is, and that's by revelation, mm -hmm. go to Yahweh as a little child, ask him to explain it to you. It's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He's not going to hold it from you if you want to know, but you have to come as a child, not as a haughty, I already know and I've already determined what it is. You understand you can't do that with Yahweh and get away with it. But I do hope that you have been edified. And if you have all praises, go to Yahweh. Hallelujah. 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 Uh, we thank you for that beautiful uh, discourse, Dr. Brazil. 
And that will bring a close to this evening's class. We thank all the visiting brothers for coming out to study with us today. And if we don't have any announcements, we will have our doxology, which will be taken from the last two verses of Jude. Oh, sorry. Our Southfield Zoom class times are Sunday from 11.30 to 1.30 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. And now we will have our doxology taken from the last two verses of Jude. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our savior, to Yahshua the Messiah, our sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time and now and ever. Let us all say hallelujah. Hallelujah.